Welcome back to You've Got a Minute. Very exciting news. As continued from last episode, Dreams by the Cranberries is still going on. And I got to see the nut shop. Highlight for both of us. What what minute is this? We're in minute eight, is it? We're in minute eight? Man, best minute so far, right? Oh, no. I... Actually, this is a good time where we can start talking about that. I think Patricia Eden's yeah. minute so far is the best minute. You're absolutely right. It really is. This minute is not without its victories, though. And I we'll think, talk about them. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about this one in phases because we've got a couple things happening as this montage transitions into real scenes. So walk us through it. Hi, everyone. I'm Eli. I'm Cheyenne. I love doing that. <laughs> I will never remember no, to I introduce know. myself. I, I love it. It's great. Uh, this is You've Got a Minute. We're recapping You've Got Mail. If you haven't figured that out by now, even just in this episode, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but let's talk about Minute 8 of You've Got Mail. It starts with The Nut Shop. It starts with uh, you with the Cranberries singing Dreams. It starts with Joe and Kathleen on their way to their respective jobs. They've uh, said goodbye to their significant others for the day. They've checked their email and they've read messages from each other. It has lifted their spirits to the point where they are both hearing dreams by the cranberries in their heads. Now they are walking. To I was their... about to say on their zooms, but that's maybe a little too oh, prescient. Oh, yeah, not even on their iPods yet. Uh, they still got their Walkmans. They're both walking uh, to what we will find out eventually. They're walking to their bookstores. But right now we just know they're walking through New York listening to the Cranberries. And what's hilarious is they, they keep missing each other. They are getting dangerously close to encountering each other. And as we know at this point, these two characters have no e idea what the other one looks like. Yeah, they know nothing about each other. But as it turns out, they are in the same city walking down the same streets at the same time. They go to the same Starbucks. Yep. They pass the same little flower shop. All kinds of things. Something that I really, really loved, and I don't know how they managed to get this shot, but when Kathleen and Joe are walking by the benches, a flock of pigeons just ascends around Meg Ryan. <laughs> And she is, that was they could only do that once. She is on. Oh, there were several takes before and after that, and then they were like, "No, this is the one." Or they actually rented like a pigeon herder. I mean, I bet in New York, you know, they just threw down some some seeds and said, "All right, Meg, take a quick break. We'll tell you when to come back. We'll get you a new wig if anything bad happens." Yeah, yeah. Pop on that Lego hair. I have several coats <laughs> waiting just in case. So we've got the Starbucks crossing. We've got the benches. We have the moment at the flower shop, mm -hmm. and you've got some fun trivia about the flower shop. So, yeah, I can't confirm this because I read it, and then we haven't watched the movie all the way through since then. But what I read is that in order to show the passage of time, because the passage of time, like, is a very calculated thing in this movie. And not just because it's 119 minutes long. No. And you will notice the passage of time. They talk a lot about what season they're in. Uh, a lot of times things move briskly. And so in order to let us know that time is passing, they're doing a lot of visual cues. And what I read is that one of them is Kathleen talks to a woman at a flower shop. She talks to a florist and the woman is pregnant. And then at the end of the movie, the last time we see that woman... There's a sign in the window that says, it's a boy or it's a girl, and she's not pregnant anymore. And that's to, like, help us know exactly how much, at least how much time has passed. These uh, background details are, I'm... 
it's, blown away. I am blown away by the level of detail that's happening with n- not even a gl- like a glance to it. It's yeah, it's all again, none of it is over. It's all like hidden in the background just for people like us to appreciate and we really do. I love it. There's some of that that we kind of talked about um character stuff too. Like we you you learn that characters have very full lives just by kind of the small ways they act and the small things they surround themselves with. We talked about that with Patricia Eden, and I think it's going to be something that we'll talk about a lot with the next character that we meet, who we uh, meet in this scene. And I'll point out we meet this character kind of in the same way that we met Patricia and Frank, which is to say we hear this person talking to one of our main characters, and then we see them. Yes, yeah, so next phase of this minute, which packs a lot, mm-hmm. we've moved out. We have moved out of the montage, and now we are moving into what we will find out to be Joe Fox's bookstore that is under construction. Massive, massive bookstore being built on the corner of some street in New York. Yeah, this isn't a tiny mon pa shop. This is like a multi story. Barnes and Noble situation. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Barnes and Noble books a million type thing. And as we walk in, Joe is immediately getting updated by Kevin. Kevin Jackson. And Kevin is a true gem in this film. He is played by Dave Chappelle. Of all people. What I will say is interesting about Kevin is he is another character who is first introduced off screen. We hear their voice before we see them. It's a really weird technique that they have employed for the past three characters Mm -hmm. uh joe is walking towards the building and then all of a sudden we hear kevin briefing him on the updates in the construction and then we see them both walking through the building under construction while kevin's telling him all the reasons why they're behind schedule they're both very sharply dressed and to this point we still haven't been introduced to what joe does but it's becoming more and more apparent that he's got a high profile job i mean someone is updating him on the the status of a huge building being put up yeah you if you didn't pick you could pick it up in this moment if you don't pick it up in this moment um you'll learn it soon but this is sort of the first indication that we get that kevin works for joe good very good and we got a fifty thousand dollar ticket for construction workers paying off the roof great that is great is the electrician here today Joe Fox is totally unfazed. Nothing. He hears nothing. Not a sound on the city streets. Just the beat of his own heart. I love Tom Hanks' performance here. He is just delighted that he hasn't been listening to Kevin, who points out, hey man, I knew you weren't listening to me. I just told you the electrician is not going to be here. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is that uh, is Joe, as Kevin is saying all these things, he's just going, uh-huh, great, very nice. Every time Kevin lists off one of these tragedies. Is this the moment in the film where you realized I was Joe? Just from the not listening to the people informing you of things? Like just lost in your own world? Truly lost in my own thoughts. We will have to, over the course of this podcast, keep a running tally of all of the ways that you are Joe Fox and I am Kathleen Kelly. I already pointed out that in the last shot of them together in this minute... She walks faster than him. Yeah, she, well, I mean, she had to get through the pigeon plague. Or she just walks faster <laughs> in general. And that is another reason why I'm Kathleen Kelly and you are Joe Fox. But yeah, the, the in her own or in his own worldness of Joe Fox is also very you. Back to Kevin, though. Yeah, Kevin. So opposition to Patricia. Patricia has just interacted with Joe, although I suppose he hasn't read Kathleen's email yet. But he was thinking about her. Kevin immediately knows something is up. 
Like he is a more he is a more attentive partner to Joe Fox than Patricia. I really truly believe that Kevin and Joe have been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it in the next minutes. Joe needs a Kevin. Joe needs this memorable in you know like energetic lively person that's who joe has chosen to surround himself with are these crazy wild people and then we're gonna see the people that kathleen surrounds herself with and they're all pretty see i think kevin is cool calm and collected i wouldn't call him crazy at all no i would call dave Chappelle crazy in previous roles but not kevin um he's livelier like everyone joe surrounds himself with has this like vivaciousness and this tenacity and i think that his people have that more than Kathleen's people, I think is what I'm saying. They're definitely quieter types. Yeah. And we will meet those quieter types as we move into minute nine. So excited to meet more people, to learn more about this world. It's like Lord of the Rings. There's just so much depth to it. I will not validate that with a response. So next time, thank you for joining us. We will see you for minute nine. Thank you. Thank you, folks. Thank you for listening to this episode of You've Got a Minute. You can find future episodes wherever you get your podcast. And hey, if you'd like to leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. If you'd like to say hi, our email is ygampodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you next episode. Interesting.